Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever you are. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. Hey, happy Mother's Day, everybody. How are our moms in the house today? Come on, let's celebrate our moms. Man. I love, I love that I get to be up here on Mother's Day. And I know some of you came to church, your mom drug you to church, and you're like, you know, I don't know what this is going to have to do with me. Or maybe uh, you're not a mom yet, or that hasn't been a part of your journey. Can I just remind everybody in the room, you got a mom, and that's the reason that you're here. And so on a day like this, we get to honor and celebrate the moms in our life. In fact, Mother's Day is a 106-year-old uh, holiday started from a person named Anna in Grafton, West Virginia, and she wasn't a mom herself. She just wanted to honor her mom. That was all about celebrating and honoring women. And I I looked up a few fun facts about Mother's Day just to keep this in mind. Today is the third largest card-giving day of the year, the third largest, but it is the number one day for making phone calls. So don't forget, people call your mama, right? But there's like 120 million phone calls that will happen today. And it is also like the largest day for going out to eat at a restaurant. So if you don't have reservations already, you're toast. All right, it's not going to happen. But it's a great day to celebrate moms. And I believe I have something today that uh, even though you're not a mom, this is going to apply to you. Uh, anyone, in fact, that is is giving influence in an area of life or working with people or leading people or leading children, uh, I believe this is going to speak to you. You're going to be able to draw out some principles from this, this talk uh, to keep in your pocket and to be able to pull them out when you feel overwhelmed, when you're not quite sure what is going on. I've heard of uh, a mother being described in this way, uh, like a mother that's trying to keep her house clean with children has been described as eating Oreo cookies while you brush your teeth. Maybe you've heard that before. I think that's a pretty good description of what it's like to be a mother, even though I'm not technically a mother, no matter how many pregnant men emojis Apple wants to put on my iPhone. It's not going to happen for me. Um, But I think a good description of being a mother or leading anything is, you know, you've heard it said is building an airplane in mid-flight kind of idea. But I want to talk from this, this title, if you want to jot this down, it's learning as you're leading. Learning as you're leading. Isn't that kind of what it's like? to lead anything, to to be a mom or to be a parent or to be in a relationship or to be, you know, married. It's learning as you are are leading, learning as you are are going. And that's kind of what we're all doing. We're trying to learn as we are, are leading. And I believe that's what it's like to be a mother. And again, I can say that with complete confidence because I think that's what it feels like as a father, Right? And I think it's got to be a hundred times more so as a, a mom, because what happens to moms, you like, you roll up to a hospital, you know, and, and your, your belly is full and you have a, a baby in there. And then you walk out of that hospital with this. And all of a sudden you're like, this just got real, right? It's on now. Because when this thing was inside of you, it was easier. My wife would tell you she was less stressed. You know, that it was contained. It wasn't going anywhere. But now that it's on the outside of you, it's all like, all right. And you have this thing that's actually looking at you and able to open up their eyes. And you know they're thinking, hey, lady, you better do a good job because my life depends on it. 
It depends on you knowing what you're doing. And so there's all this pressure. There's all this, this stress. There's all this feeling of over, overwhelmed when this thing is, you know, out on the outside of you. Not to mention, ladies, all the advice you get on how to raise this right? All the well-meaning advice you get from friends and family, they'll tell you all the things that you're doing wrong, that you should have been doing right, right? It's kind of this learning as you're leading, learning as you're trying to to figure it out. You know, how do you take care of it? How do you feed it? How often should you, you feed it? You know, should you, you know, clean the bottles and and how do you do that? And what's the right way to sterilize the bottle? You get inundated with information and, and should you breastfeed, you know, versus bottle feed? And how long should you do that? My wife asked me one time, she's like, how long do you think I should do that for? And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm like, really? You're asking me? Like, I don't, I don't know right, what, what to do, and then, you know, should you use, you know, cloth diapers or disposable diapers, and cloth diapers are so good for the earth and the ozone, and it's like, yeah, but disposable ones are good for my marriage, and so I'm doing disposable diapers, <laughs> forget that junk, you're getting all kinds of information on how to take care of this baby, how should we clean it, how often should we clean it, you know, how to weigh it, and, and, and all this kind of stuff, and it can feel overwhelming, it's like learning as you are, are leading, And just about the time, come on, am I right? When you feel like you're on a schedule and you got it worked out because you got all kinds of advice on, you know, how long to let the baby sleep, don't wake the baby or wake the baby or all this kind of stuff. But once you feel like you kind of got a handle on things and you got it, you know, worked out, you you blink like that. And it goes from being a baby to being like this guy right here. (laughs) And it's like, hold up. Everything I just learned to do with this does not apply to this. Like, all the skills and all the organized things and all this, it does not apply to you. I don't even understand you. Like, I don't get you. You're just a diff- you're, you're from a different planet. Like, I don't understand your language. You say things like, like, no cap and cap and bussin' and all this stuff. I don't speak what you speak. And it goes from all this stuff that they had to get, like, you know, now it's Xboxes, and it used to be bottles and diapers and all that. Now it's Xboxes or Oculuses or, or all this other kind of thing. And I'm like, what's going on? And it's middle school. And my wife, she used to love smelling baby breath. Anybody else? It's weird. It's a little weird, I'll be honest. But there ain't no way she's smelling middle school breath, right? <laughs> Because everything changes and hormones change and, and why are you angry all the time and, and why are you, you know, and so you go to bed at night and you Google things like, like puberty and armpit hair and cheapest flights anywhere, you know, on the plane that I got to get out of here. It just changes. And it's like, I'm trying to lead but I'm learning as I'm, I'm leading. Doesn't it feel that way? How am I supposed to raise you and communicate with you? And just about the time you feel like, all right, you know, we got this practice and that practice and we've, we've worked it out and we got a good schedule going. Again, you blink and things change and all of a sudden you go from this to this. And it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing now because now it's like, okay, I got to try to apply that to you and you're, you're growing and now you're getting ready to go to go to school and now there's prom and now there's driving and all this different stuff that didn't apply. I'm just learning as I'm leading and how do you, we navigate, you know, friendships and girlfriends and all that kind of stuff and what apps to be a part of and how do I keep the internet safe? for my family. Anybody feel that struggle? It's like things that we didn't have to worry about growing up. 
at all. When I grew up, there were two things. I had outside and I had a TV, and you actually had to get up to change the channel on the TV by walking to it. Try to tell your kids about that. It's like, well, I don't even know what to do and prepare you for college, and how do I, I do that? It's this learning while I'm, I'm leading. And this is what it feels like, I think, to be a mother. This is what it feels like to be a parent. This is what it feels like to lead in a, a marriage or anything that you are learning as you are, are leading. So let me just say this before I, I let these guys go, that if you have ever felt like you don't have a handle on it, there is no such thing as a perfect parent. There's no such thing as a perfect mother. There's no such thing as a perfect father. You are in good company. So teenagers, kids, on Mother's Day, here's what you need to do. Give your mama a break, all right? Come on, somebody, give your mama a break because she's learning as she's leading. Thank you, guys. You guys are the best, man. My hope today is to offer you just a few things to jot down that I think will be helpful in this journey of learning as we are, are leading. And here's the first thing I want you to write down is this, heart trumps all. Heart trumps all. When it comes to how we, we lead, even though we're learning and trying to figure it out, if you can remember to have a heart and to have love and, and put love on everything, heart trumps all all. Uh, I've played some card games before, and I understand at least in my, my whenever I play the games, that, that, that you can have a suit that's Trump. And when it doesn't matter if somebody else plays an ace of another suit, you know, if you have a Trump card, it beats, it beats everything. Heart trumps all. And, and as we're raising our family, as we're raising our, our kids, and as we're leading in another generation, leading a generation, Whatever that looks like, we need to be reminded that heart trumps everything. In fact, this is good advice for your marriage or those of you that aren't married and hope to be one day to remember that heart trumps everything. If parenting was like a, a deck of cards, I would say the spades in the deck of card, cards represents the work, getting the work done. I would say the clubs, right? That represents the, the discipline and, and making sure things are, are happening and the diamonds would represent all the other stuff. The diamonds would represent making sure things are in order and everything is neat and tidy and never out of place. But how many of you know that if it, all of it what was was just spades, was just work, 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 and you're just barking orders all the time, you know, you're not gonna build a, a home that's loving. You're gonna build a battalion. You're gonna build a regime, you know, of, of soldiers that's just all work and no play. Or if it's all just clubs, and it's always discipline, 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 you're gonna end up, you know, building, building a prison where, you know, your kids are constantly serving time in that prison, or if it's all just, just hearts and everything is neat and tidy and in this place and, and don't touch anything, don't move anything on a place, you're gonna end up building a museum and those things are okay to have, but heart trumps all of it. Do those things, just do it with a heart of love. And here's any, if I know anything about mothers is they have a susceptible heart for heart attack or heart failure. And not necessarily a physical heart attack, but an emotional one. Mothers' hearts get hurt. They, they get attacked. They, you know, they compare themselves to, to others all the time. They, you know, feel like, you know, they messed up or they didn't raise their child right. It's just this attack that begins to happen on their heart. They begin to feel stressed over the situation. And this is why God tells us 
that above all else, we are to guard our heart. Why? Because it's the wellspring of life. Everything in our life flows from our heart. There's a great text. I'm going to put it up on the screen uh, that's read at weddings uh, because at weddings, we're reminding people about love and what it looks like to, to love one another. But I think when it comes to parenting and leading our kids or, or leading in anything, we need to plant this verse deep down in our soul. First Corinthians 13 says this, love never gives up. That might be the first thing you need to remember when it comes to heart trumping all, just never give up. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. It doesn't have a swelled head. It doesn't force itself on others. It isn't always me first. It doesn't fly off the handle. Come on, how many of you in those moments of frustration, right? You've, you've flown off the handle. You get, get angry. And so we just have to remember that love trumps our anger, Oftentimes, our, our anger will burn the very thing that we're trying to build. Our anger, if we, we, we you know, our, let our words fly too loosely, it says it doesn't fly off the handle. It doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Hey, parents, sometimes we just need to get rid of the scorecard, you know, that we hold on to. Because there's not, there's not such thing as good kids and bad kids. They're just kids. And just like you, they have good days and bad days, Right? So it's, we need to get rid of the scorecard, but love does not keep score of the sins of others. Love doesn't revel when others grovel. It takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. It puts up with anything. Trust God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps on going to the end. Why? Because love never fails. Turn to your neighbor right now and tell him, love never fails. Come on, let him know. It trumps everything. Love trumps all. Do it with love. Discipline, but discipline with love. Are you with me? Tell your kids off. Is it okay to tell my kids off? 100%, yes. But do it in love. Kobe, what does that sound like? How do I do that? That sounds like you sitting them down and saying, hey, I'm really mad about this. I'm disappointed. This is unacceptable behavior in this house. And I want you to, to go. I want you to pray about it. And I want you to think about what you've done. And then I want you to come back and tell me what you're going to do differently that's going to bring happiness back in this home. Because I am very disappointed in you right now. Discipline. Because otherwise, if we don't do it in love, it sounds like this. Hey, you're a waste of space. I'm sick and tired of you. I'm sick and tired of, of dealing with you. Get out of my sight. Get out of my, my life, right? They're both disciplined, and they both communicate discipline. Just one does it very differently than the other because love trumps everything, everything. I'd just say, moms, put on a brave heart. Be courageous, uh, and just as you are learning and leading, be reminded that love trumps everything. Here's number two. Write this down. Failure is not final. Some of you need to hear that, especially the moms in the room that have so much pressure on yourself to be a perfect mom, even though there's not such a thing as a perfect mom or a perfect parent, but failure is not final. Well, Colby, will I screw up? Yep, been there, but failure is not final. Well, Colby, my kids don't even like me right now. We're, we're, we're right now in the middle of a, of a fight. Okay, failure is not final. Well, I don't, I don't even have a great relationship with my mom. We're not even talking. I haven't talked to her in years. Okay, but failure's not final. That doesn't have to be the end of your story. 
I'm not even talking to my siblings right now. Failure is not, not final. And if you've been living in a place where you've allowed failure to dictate the, the end of your story, you just need to understand that God's grace covers all our failures. And the failure is not final. You don't have to live there. That's not his plan for your life. You're gonna fail as a parent. Get over it, right? We fail, I failed as a parent. I failed as a father. And my kids right now would say, amen. <laughs> Preach it, dad. My wife, she has failed as a mother and they dare not say amen on Mother's Day. <laughs> You're gonna fail. There's been times where I have, I have not come on strong enough in my discipline. There's been times where I've come on too strong. There's been times where I've been, been frustrated. There's been times where my, my, my discipline has not been tempered with grace. There's been times where I've, I've sensed greatness in my boys and I'm disappointed that they don't sense it in themselves, right? But, but failure is not, not final. I failed them so much. I failed them at homework. I can't tell you how many times I failed them at homework. Like, don't even bring that to me. Take that to your mom or your older brother. And he knows. I failed so many times. In fact, Kristen has failed as well. And I asked her on Mother's Day if I could share, you know, one of her recent failures because she fails more than I do. But I my, <laughs> just kidding, kidding, not even close, not even close. Um, but this is recently, uh, in the last week, we sent Gray to preschool and it was, it was bring an instrument day, but she didn't read the directions. It was bring a homemade instrument to school day. And so look at all these kids. They got like Kleenex guitars and little, um, the, in, the girl in the back in the maroon, that's Steve, the worship leader. That's his daughter, Emmy. And she's back there. She's got her little coffee can drum kind of thing. And then check out my boy on the front right with his store-bought guitar. <laughs> Only one, only one. They're like, did your, did your dad make that? Yeah, my dad made that. Absolutely. That's homemade. We fail, and we're gonna fail again, right? Over and over, but remember, failure is not final. Failure is never the, 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 the end of your story. It's, it's an event that happens in your life, but it's not final. And if you refuse to, to see it, if you refuse to face that failure, you'll never be able to fix the failure. You'll never be able to learn from that failure and move on. In fact, that's the point Paul was trying to make in a letter that he wrote to a church in Corinthians, look at it with me in 2 Corinthians 13. He was like, hey, I hope you're not failing, but even if you are failing, let's face it and let's do something about it. It says this, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along, taking everything for granted, but give yourself regular checkups. Hey, listen, sometimes you need to stop and you need to give yourself a checkup. You need to take inventory. How am I feeling? Where's my patience level? Am I giving grace right now? What's it like to, to sit on the other side of me? How am I being, you know, received by those that I love in my life? You know, am I, am I still believing that God is good in this situation? Do I still believe God can move? Do I still believe he has grace? Do I still, am I praying through this? right? You just have to give yourself a checkup. Give yourself regular checkups. It says you need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. And if you fail the test, look at this. Do something about it. It's not final. 
It's not the end of it. You get a do-over. You get a, a fresh start. You get a restart. It says, don't quit. Try again. Why? Because now you're trying from a position of having learned. You are better off even in that failure than you were before because now you have an advantage. That failure has, has taught you something so you can get better and move on. It says, if you fail the test, do something about it. Listen to this. We don't just put up with our limitations. We celebrate them. We celebrate that. And then we go on to celebrate every strength. I love that. In fact, write this down. We celebrate both the success and the failure. Why? Because both make us better. Both give us an advantage. Both, both help us to, to learn and to grow and to do better the next time around. So just remember, failure is not final. Failure is not final. And I know for some of you, perhaps on Mother's Day, it's a difficult day because you feel someone has failed you. Maybe there's a, a mother that you said had, had failed you. Your, your mother didn't speak words of encouragement over your life and, and love over your life like you had hoped she would or, or perhaps she wasn't there for you. Can I tell you something? You have two ways that you can go about that. You can either get bitter or you can get better. You can either get bitter and say, well, she should have been there for me. She wasn't there for me, and so I'm justified in the way that I feel about this. Or you can say, you know what, Coley, she wasn't there for me, but that failure is not going to be final in my life. In fact, I'm going I'm to learn from that failure, and I'm going to have faith for a better future. I'm going to have faith that, that tomorrow is going to be better than, than today. You get to choose. And again, I'm not saying this day isn't without its difficulties for, for some of you, but I am saying you can move forward when you understand failure is not final. Here's number three. Write this down. You get to choose your soundtrack. You get to choose your soundtrack. Uh, we have this, we have a couple of those echo dots at home. Our boys have them in their rooms. You know what I'm talking about? The little Alexa thing and you just say, hey, Alexa, do this or hey, Echo, you know, do this. And you say, hey, Echo, set a timer for five minutes and, and it'll set off an alarm in five minutes. Our boys have them. They use them as alarms in their room and they use them for, for all different kinds of things. Um, in fact, funny story, when Alexa, the whole thing first came out, I'm old enough to remember it. Uh, there were kids that were saying, hey, Alexa, order me a diamond ring, like little kids. And Alexa would respond, I found three, one at this price, one at this price, one at this price. Would you like me to order them? And they're like, yes. And diamond rings would show up in the mail along with the bill accompanying those diamond rings. And in 2017, Amazon had to refund $70 million because of orders from children. And I know for a fact, my son Gray, that's $30 of it is from him, all right? I just know that. He orders stuff all the time. Um, but we have those in our house. We have a couple of those Echo Dots, and we don't use them for anything except music. That's it. We just want to play music. My family likes to worship. We like to, to sing. You know, we like to have dance parties. They use them as their alarm clocks. They, they, they turn on. Uh, they wake up to music in the house. The problem is, though, like if I come home, uh, Kristen could be rocking out to something on that, you know, you know, on, on the radio or whatever. And it's usually like some Sandy, Sandy Patty greatest hits or something. I don't know what she's on there. Or something, something, I don't know. And I'm like, hey, let's, let's play something different. And because I love Jesus... I'm going to change it to like, you know, Backstreet Boys Millennium or something like that. 
some 90s hit music kind of thing, you know, and after she was already rocking out to some Sandy Patty. And then my boys will come home and then they'll say, hey, you know, change it to NF and they'll play some rap in the house. And there's this fight, you know, going back and forth between music. And I say that because you get to choose the soundtrack of your life. Because every single one of us, there is a soundtrack playing in the background of your life. Did you know that? Whether you realize it or not. And it's evident to the world around you what soundtrack is playing in your life. It's evident through your, your tone and temperament, what you're listening to, what has your heart. It's evident through the atmosphere that you're creating in the home and the love that you have in the home. And so let me ask you this, you know, do you like the soundtrack that's on repeat in your life? If not, change it, change it. Like before you, I challenge you to change the soundtrack because some of you, your soundtrack that you are parenting to or that you are walking in your marriage to or that you're, you are leading to sounds a little bit uh, something like this. Help me out. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. Right? Is that not right? Some of you moms like, just help. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to, to lead as I learn and I just have no idea. I just need some help. That's the soundtrack that's playing in some of your, your lives. Or some of you, it sounds a little more like this. You didn't know it's gonna be interpretive dance today. Elevate church. It's Mother's Day. I'm bringing it all out for Mother's Day, right? Jesus, take the wheel. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a clue. I need you to take the wheel. Or for some of you, it's you're talking to your kids. You're like, listen, I know why you have this attitude because you don't remember who has done all this for you. You don't remember who has taken care of you and fed you and clothed you, put a roof over your head. So I know what you're trying to say is, it sounds more like this, play this one for me. This is what you're trying to say, son. What can I say except you're welcome? You're just trying to say you're welcome. I know it doesn't sound like you're welcome. I know it sounds like you're just giving me attitude, but this is what you want to tell me. You're welcome, mom. You're welcome, dad, right? You're welcome. Maybe that's the soundtrack you need to put on your life. Or this one specifically for the moms in the house because you are stronger than you think you are. Come on, hit it for me. You are strong. You are mighty. Hey, son, you will eat your dinner. You will go to bed when I tell you to go to bed. You will stay in that bed until I tell you to get up from that bed. You will not... Right? Are you with me? You'll get that homework done. I don't care what you say because I am titanium. I am bulletproof. You can shoot me down. Come on. I think we need to have a dance break up in here. Let's go. Come on. Oh. Doesn't matter what you say, son. 
I'm titanium, I'm titanium. And those are silly. Dear Lord, but I do think that there's a soundtrack that most of us need to have playing in the background of our, our lives. And it's the one I want to leave with you. It's the one that um, King David, he said in Psalms, he said, you know what? No matter what happens to me, no matter what I face, no matter how crazy it gets, in fact, no matter how crazy the world gets around me, no matter my circumstance, it's well with my soul. It's not necessarily well in my household. <laughs> it's not necessarily well in my finances. It's not necessarily well in my relationships, but it's well in my soul. King David was on the run. He was hiding. He was in a, a, a cave. He was in danger. And he penned these words in Psalm 143. He says this, God, if you will wake me each morning, I love this, with the sound of your loving voice, then I'll go to sleep each night trusting in you. In other words, God, I'm gonna choose your soundtrack. Come on, give me a soundtrack. I'm gonna choose your soundtrack in my life. No matter what I'm going through, no matter the danger, no matter the trials, no matter the, the battles that I feel at home, I'm going to trust you. And if I can just wake up every single day, God, and hit play on this soundtrack in my heart and in my soul, then I'm going to go to bed with peace and confidence and trust, knowing that everything in my life, remembering that failure is not final, remembering to, to put love on everything that I do because I choose to put the soundtrack of your, your love in my life. Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church podcast, and we hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations, welcome to the family. We would love to know about it, so please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com slash yes. There will be some practical resources that will help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate Church to help people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, go to elevatechurch.com slash give. We'll see you soon. Have a great week.